0: Hi, welcome to Eternal Elements, brought to you by Tessa Online. This is Niket Karasgi talking to you about the internal assessment of the organization. It's also called the internal analysis of the organization. Why is it important? It's important primarily because we're operating in an environment, and in order to grow with the given parameters of the environment, it's important that we do our own internal assessments. The internal analysis of the organization is a critical element of strategy formulation. And therefore... What is important is that we use certain tools. And what are those tools that are most famously and popularly used by managers? The fundamental tool used by managers, irrespective of which country you come from, is SWOT. As a business coach, I have seen almost all managers talking to me about their faith and their trust in SWOT. So what is a SWOT? S stands for strength. W stands for weakness. O stands for opportunity. And T stands for threat. So it's an acronym. SWOT is an acronym. Now what is a strength? It is a resource or a capability of advantage by which you can grow within the environment in which you're operating. And what is a weakness? It's a limitation or a deficiency, again, of resource or capabilities that you have. The opportunity is something that exists outside of the organization. These are the areas which are favorable to the organization and therefore the organization can create growth for itself. The threat is an unfavorable scenario in the environment and the organization is therefore finding it difficult to deal with that situation outside. SWOT is a static tool. It has to be converted into a strategic tool. There are limitations of SWOT. And what is the limitation of SWOT? SWOT is created by human beings and therefore perceptions play a role in that. You can overemphasize a strength. You can overemphasize an opportunity. You can overemphasize a weakness or you can overemphasize a threat too. Or you can also under all of them, and that is the problem with SWOT, but doesn't matter. As long as you've done SWOT in a two-by-two matrix, where the first quadrant is your strength, the second quadrant is your weakness, the third quadrant is your opportunity, and the fourth quadrant is your threat, you can actually convert that into a TAUS matrix. And what is a TAUS matrix? You can have an SO strategy. That means all the strengths you can use to create an opportunity for yourself or cash on the opportunity that exists in the environment. STE, strengths that can deal with the threats that are there in the outside environment. A WT strategy, which is a complete strategy which is a defensive strategy. That's why it's called the WT strategy. You can also have an ST strategy where you are now deploying your strengths to overcome the threats that are there in the environment. So you can actually create these different strategic initiatives within your organization based on the Taos model. I encourage you to study the Taos model. It's an amazing model. It makes the SWOT more meaningful. The second way of doing internal analysis of the organization something that I love is the value chain analysis. The value chain analysis comes to us from the Harvard Business School and it is based on Michael Porter's work body of work and Michael Porter's body of work is amazing. What is a value chain? A value chain typically is the way a business is seen as chain of activities while it transforms the input into output. So what you do is you're primarily having the primary activities and you have the support activities and you're listing them out. These primary activities and support activities actually create the profits so the margins for the organization. The primary activities are your inbound logistics, your operations, your outbound logistics, your marketing and sales, your service, and what have you. It depends on what kind of business you are in. And your support activities can be your procurement activities, research and development, systems, human resource management, general administration, finance. All these are your secondary activities. Now, what do you do in the value chain analysis? When you're talking about value chain analysis, it is an attempt to understand How we create value for our customers and therefore each and every activity that you have within this value chain, you analyze them and see if the value is being created. If the value is being created, retain it. If the value is not being created, you can always outsource it or you can terminate it or you can amalgamate it in some other activity. Support activities typically are the activities of the firm that assist the firm in terms of its infrastructure and in terms of certain inputs that allow the primary activities to take place. And therefore, what is the primary activity? These are the activities of the firm involved in the physical creation of the product. And that's the differentiation between a primary and a support activity. Support activities are essential to drive the primary activities. And primary activities are essential to create the product or the service. It's your organization. You can decide how your value chain actually operates. And the value chain analysis is therefore an idea where you determine what is actually creating the value both for the customer and for the organization. I keep looking at my organization as a value chain and I cut all the activities and I outsource them or it's also a proposition which I use to create a lean organization and therefore I continuously examine the value chain within my organization. The third way you can actually do internal analysis of the firm is through resource-based view of the firm. Now, the resource-based view of the firm is a method of analyzing the firm's strategic advantages. It looks at assets, skills, capabilities, tangible and intangible elements of the organization and then decides which of the resources are really, really firm's strategic advantage and we nurture them. The more the strategic advantages that your firm has, the better your firm will do, and therefore it makes sense to really look at the environment and decide what are the other strategic advantages that we may want to create. Therefore, a resource-based view is all about creating core competence, and what is a core competence? It's a capability, or skill that the firm emphasizes to excel in while doing the business and pursuing the objectives of the business. So, the core competence are the capabilities that the firm emphasizes in order to achieve its objectives. There are three basic resources that every firm has. You have the tangible assets, you have the intangible assets, and you have the organizational capabilities. The tangible assets are your fixed assets. The intangible assets, which are abstract assets of the company. It could be brand, knowledge, patents, trademarks, a whole lot of things. And the organization capabilities are the people, the skill sets that the people have. And these are used by the company to transform inputs into outputs. And that's what the entire uh, resource-based viewpoint of an organization is. You can go ahead and do your internal analysis based on this. There are certain resources that are absolutely critical to you. There are certain resources that may not be critical to you. They can be resources which can offer you competitive advantage and can be critical. They can also be resources which may not give you the competitive advantage but can be critical. So you can actually plot out your Venn diagram and you can decide where you want to fit your uh, resources. You can categorize your resources and that's the best way to go about it. I talked about benchmarking in my earlier podcast. You can benchmark yourself with the best in the industry and also do your internal analysis. And these figures, these data is always available in the uh, research documents and journals that are published. That is the way internal analysis can be done. I encourage you to look at your organization and do a very, very specific internal analysis because that's what helps an organization to adapt itself to the environment and therefore build a strong strategy. After the internal analysis is done, that's when we start progressing into the subsequent stages of the strategy formulation. And we are now advancing into the area where we start making our strategic choices and then we come to our long-term objectives and generic and grand strategies, something that we will talk about in the subsequent podcasts. Thank you very much. This is Nikit Karezgi talking to you on Eternal Elements, brought you with us online, signing off. And I shall come with the next podcast where we will look at the subsequent stages of strategy formulation. Thank you very much. Remain engaged with the podcast. I'm sure this e-mentoring tool will help you and take you a long way. Thank you so much once again. Bye-bye. See you in the next podcast.